You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Yeah, let's hear it for them. All right. I was thinking you guys were expecting me to, since it's move up Sunday, that I might be dressed like a cow. I thought of that just like a few minutes ago. So no cow outfit. And if you say I look like a cow, watch yourself. So, All right. Um, my name is Paul. I get to share with you today. Um, and I'm really excited and I don't have much time. So you guys ready to roll? All right. Um, we're going to be uh, our series. Um, verse has been, you guys should know it probably, should know it by now. Uh, and it's super easy. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse what? 13, 13, 13. And it says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. May we love other people in the way that you have shown us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our series prayer has been, Lord, help people see your love in me and through me. And that's what we want to really hone in on today. And today, uh, a lot of times you realize that we live in a narcissistic society. You guys know what that is? That means it's all about me, 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 me. And by the way, it's come into our church too, right? And if you've known, noticed, a lot of our songs are about us and um, not just, not just worship songs, but some worship songs. Um, a lot of times we look at scripture and we look at what, how we can apply it to us, right? And we should, we should do those things. But if we're not careful, right, we might think that God just loves us. And we, we might be, if we're not careful, we might think that um, groups of people like a church, like God loves us as individuals, but he doesn't necessarily love us as a group, right? And that's not what we find in 1 Corinthians, okay? So Paul is writing to who? Who is Paul writing to? Remember? The church at Corinth. And boy, is he mad, okay? Paul's not happy. And by the way, a lot of our kids are gone, but if you start reading 1 Corinthians, it is the steamiest summer reading that you would ever want to read, okay? So if you want to read something by the pool, you're a little bit bored, 1 Corinthians, read the whole book because there's like a man who's like sleeping with his um, mother-in-law, okay? There's like all kind of stuff happening. And Paul's like, hey, 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 okay. Like this does not belong in the church. And so today what I want to do is a lot of times we look at this passage and we use it in weddings and stuff like that, which is I'm going to do. If I do a wedding a couple this summer and and in the fall, I'm probably going to use this, and I should. But when he's talking to us here, he's talking to us in the context of the church, okay? And the church is what is called the bride of Christ. And what does that mean? What does the church being the bride of Christ mean, right? It means that it is the apple of Christ's eye. Someone probably told you that you were the apple of Christ's eye, okay? Right? And you are. 
He loves you very, very much. But one day, heaven is going to part, and this beautiful thing is going to walk down the aisle. And you know what that is? It's the church of Christ, okay? It's very important that we remember that the church matters. If you don't think that it matters, you're not reading your Bible, okay? Because Jesus died for the church. He died for your salvation, but he died for the church, and he died, and he, what we call, laid his life down for the church. And where it says, husbands, love your wife, right? As Christ loved the church, and laid himself down for what? It, for the church, okay? So we got to remember, church is important. The church, the big C church, not just Crossroads Community Church, but the big C church, those who follow Christ. So if you follow Christ, right, and you're a believer in him, and you're part of a body, you're part of the big C, the church of Christ, okay? So let's jump in and, um, and, and read this, this passage together. We've been reading it throughout the, um, the month. So chapter 13, if I speak in tongues of men or angels, but I do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I am annoying. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and knowledge, and I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am what? Nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they'll cease. And where there are tongues, they'll be stilled. And where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And in verse 13, jump down, it says, but these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So we're going to spend two messages on this idea of love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. I know it was going through your head, so I was going to go ahead and dress it. And if we're on YouTube, we can't, we have rights to the song, so we can't play it. And we shut us down. But I know you're thinking about it. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about what love is not today. And then we have Nicaragua Share Day next week, which is going to be awesome. Don't miss that. The highlight of, one of our year, one of the highlights. And then the week after that, Jake is going to be talking about what love is. Okay? All right? So what is love? What is what love is not? Okay, a lot of times we run into what love is not more than we run into what love is. Did you know that? Uh, yesterday I went to Verizon. Same thing in first service. You guys must have been to Verizon too. Now, if you want to encounter what love is not, go to Verizon. People don't, you know, I worry about this generation, right? I poured half my life into student ministry for a reason, Okay. This poor guy at the door, he treated me like I just, he wanted me to just drop into a pit, okay? And 
didn't, he just is like, oh, whatever, man, right? Um, I felt ignored. I felt angry. I felt all the things that I don't want to feel in church at Verizon, okay? And so what is love? What is it not today? Just for a few minutes, I want to make sure that we stay in the context of the church because it's easy for us to slip into personal stuff. And I want you to apply the stuff personally today, okay? Um, So if we're talking about something and it applies to your marriage, apply it to your marriage. It's okay. But Paul is writing this in the context of the church and how when we don't love and we don't understand what love is, that it hurts us. Uh, I was on the way to Nicaragua and I was in the Atlanta airport and um, there was a thing that came up on the screen and it said that my flight was going to be delayed and it kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally I called the number and, um, of the airline and I said, why is my flight being delayed? They won't tell me anything at the gate. And they said, oh, it's because the wheel is broken. The wheel didn't pass inspection. And I was like, oh, let me keep that information to myself. So there won't be any kind of riot or people will start throwing things. Um, so I was like, well, we're not going to make our flight. And guess what I had prepared? A couple pages over here on this iPad is an incredible message that I had prepared from God to the people of Nicaragua. And I was going to miss it, right? I'm going to miss it. I was a day late. I had to spend the night in Panama City, Panama, which was interesting. But I missed my message on Sunday. Love is like a plane. You can have lots of vacation plans. You can have a message on your iPad, but if you missed your flight, it's nothing. Right? So if we're doing things, great things at Crossroads, great things in the body of Christ, but we don't apply love, we miss the flight. It's not going to matter. People are not going to get the message. Okay? So we have to be careful in the church of how we tend the garden of love and we make sure that love is what we lead with. So we're going to stay in the context of the church. I don't want to be like a parent that's fussing at the kids today, but sometimes we need it, okay? And we don't, a lot of times we talk about ourselves, but today we're going to kind of talk about us as a body, make sure we got everything together. Is that okay with everybody? I'm going to try not to hurt anybody's feelings, all right? All right, so um, the church has always been instructed to be different, okay? If you haven't noticed by going to Verizon, it's different out there. Hopefully it's different in here. Hopefully you're treated differently in here than you are treated at Verizon. If anybody works for Verizon, come talk to me because we need to talk, okay? I'm not going to apologize. So it's different out there. Have you noticed you, you don't, you're not promised love out there. People use you, man. They're going to backbite you. They're going to steal from you. They're going to treat you wrong. Kids, you go to school, students, you go to school, and you're like, that person should be treating me with respect, and they're treating me like trash. Why? Right? not used to that, especially when you grow up in the church, right? You expect other people to respect you or to treat you a certain way, and you find out really quick that it's different out there. It should be different out there, but if we're not careful, we can start acting like the world, okay? 
And the world fails to act like us. And there should be a difference, okay? So don't buy the lie that we should just make this like that, okay? Because that's not what we're trying to do here. People out there are not bound by love, but we are bound by love, okay? Love is how the people of God are supposed to interact with the world. Love does not mean accepting everything, okay? Because I don't accept something or I disagree with something does not mean that I don't love you. In fact, we'll find out later today that it might mean that I do love you if I speak to you and I, in love and say, hey man, this is not right. This doesn't need to keep going on, okay? So um, I just want to clear up some stuff today about what love is not because you're going to run into not love sometimes more than you run into what is love, okay? Everybody okay? All right, five things, five things that love is not, okay? Five things that love is not. Number one, love is not likes. Love's not likes, okay? Love's different than likes. If you've been on the phone with somebody and they're like, bloop, love that, bloop, love that, bloop, love that, then it's like, boom, like that. Well, what happened? It was hearts, 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 hearts. Now it's thumbs, and maybe I'm reading into it because I do, I'm a counselor, right? But I'm like, maybe what's happened? You just like this. And then you get a thumbs down. That's, that's obvious. You know, they don't like that, right? But sometimes love becomes like our opinion. I like what you said. I like what you said. I like what you said. I love what you said. I love it. And then sometimes you hear something that kind of stings, but you need it. And you don't, you're not like, I love that. Now you're like, oh, I don't like that. How dare you say that to me, right? You're supposed to not judge me. Guess what? We're not supposed to judge non-believers, but believers, we're supposed to challenge with God's word. Did you know that? It's in here. We're supposed to come to each other and be like, hey man, this is not right. The way you're living, it's not right. It doesn't belong here. It belongs out there. In the body of Christ, the people of Christ, we're not supposed to live that way, okay? Only God can judge me, right? It's not being judgmental. It's loving, right? Hope you're okay. Are we obsessing over what we like? You like your seat? Many of you guys are here because you like it here. I'm glad you're here because you like it here. But guess what? This place does not exist because we like it. It will exist even if you don't like it because it is the church and it will continue to go on, all right? So this place is not here because we approve of it, okay? Hopefully you do approve of it and you like it, but we probably are gonna do something at some point in love for our community, and it's gonna be something that you don't prefer, okay? And it's something you might not like, or it might be a song we play that you don't like, okay? But the song's not for you, okay? Is that all right? It's for people who might be different than you, right? And everybody gets quiet right now. I thought this was all about what I... No, if this is all about what we like, we have moved from love to like, okay? And it's pretty easy to fall out of like. Did you know that? Have you ever been in like with somebody before? You've never been in like with somebody, have you? Good, never, okay. It's easy to fall out of like with somebody, but sometimes when you love them, 
it's a little bit more long-lasting. All right? Church exists not just because we like it. Are we focused on the needs of others or just us? It's interesting when we go to Nicaragua, I always come back and I'm a little bit salty. I got a little bit of fire in me because I, I see our wealth and all this stuff. And it's always interesting our last day in Nicaragua, people are like, what time are we leaving? Is our flight here yet? Like, what's going on? Oh. And you just spent the whole entire week loving people and not complaining. But if our flight is just a few minutes late, it's like the end of the world. Chick-fil-A, we have to, what? I have to wait, do you see that line at Chick-fil-A? I'm like, dude, you just ate a chicken sandwich out of a cooler all week for lunch in, under a hot tree. And Chick-fil-A's line's too long? Oh my goodness, let me give you a hug, right? <laughs> Love is not likes. Love is not in a hurry. Love waits. Love's not in a hurry. Some woman in here is poking her husband. It's like, listen, love is not in a hurry. Love looks you in the eye. Love waits. Love talks. Love is not addicted to ESPN. Love waits. Sometimes I see in churches, not our church, of course, never, but in churches that love has an expiration date. It has like a stamp on it, like your coffee does. It's like, oh, it's just stale or like strawberries that you buy the day and they're fresh and they, I swear you go the next day and they're rotten. What happens? <laughs> it's not right. The government should do something about this. More pesticides. So I see it gets stale or it's like a cup of coffee, it gets cold. But love waits. Love endures. Love, real love, allows for growth. So in our church, we got to make sure that it's not all about what we like, not about our preferences, and also that we're allowing other people to grow and change. We had a, a message series not too long ago where we talked about grace, truth, and time being the formula that we need to use for people to heal, grace, truth, and time. It doesn't mean that we just say, hey, nothing's wrong, just sit here, hopefully it'll get better. No, we have grace, truth with them, and also time with them. Love is not in a hurry. Number three, love is not putting other people down. Be careful, church, that you're not putting other people down, other churches down, okay? Well, I'm so glad that you're here and that you're not there because, man, finally, you can probably grow here. And we're never concerned about what happened over there the why, why you left. We don't care. We're just glad you're here, right? We are concerned about the body of Christ. We want to make sure that people heal, that things get better, not just for us, but across the board with our brothers and sisters, right? So we're not going to be involved with talking bad about other churches, okay? That's not what we're going to do. If there's a problem at another church and we don't have the guts to go talk to somebody about it, we just stay quiet about it, okay? Because we don't want to tear another church down to build us other people up. We have all these, and I'm so tired of hearing, we see, every day we see another pastor fall, another ministry leader fall. Yeah, because the church is not doing what it should be doing. It's not loving, it's not healing, it's not, it's not confronting, it's just saying, hey man, like I hope you get better, right? And we're dropping like flies, right? And the enemy's over there laughing, okay? So our church is not going to be involved in putting other people down. 
and, and to, in order to raise ourselves up. And, I don't, and also, we're not going to be involved in putting individuals down, talking about them behind. This doesn't happen in our church ever, right? Talking about them or ignoring them, okay? So ignoring, I just, that person gets on my nerves. That person, I just, they talk too much. It's probably me. You say this about me. Don't talk to Paul. It'll be 20 minutes before you get away. But like, we don't, we're not going to ignore people, okay? Because that's not love, when you see people being ignored or when you're being ignored, that's not love, okay? So we have to recognize when we see not love, okay? So not just ignore it, okay? Are we ignoring people in our body? Are we putting each other down? Are we speaking to each other in love? It's important that we continue to test and see if that's what we're doing. Number four, love's not keeping score. I mean, I'm sure in none of your relationships, you're keeping score, okay? You don't have that secret little book somewhere that's like, you know, on December 18th, 2019, you hurt me. And I said that I was sorry, but then you've done it again. You did it again over here in, in, in June. And if it happens again in October, that's it. Three strikes, you're out, right? You're out, right? I have two in my pocket right now. One more time, one more time. If you don't like the way I make the coffee in the hospitality, one more time, if you come to me and say something uh, uh, about um, me being late for children's ministry, not that any of y'all ever do that for kid men, right? One more time, I just think I'm going to be done. I'm done because I'm keeping score, okay? We don't put stuff up on the scoreboard. When we deal with things and when we confront things and when we have resolutions, we don't keep stuff in our pocket, okay? We don't keep score. So add that to your relationships as well, right? Add that to your, your, um, all the things that, where you can apply it personally. But to the church, Paul is saying, we don't keep records of wrongs. We don't keep score because people are going to hurt you and they're going to wrong you. But when you resolve it, don't be putting it up on the scoreboard and saving it for later, okay? Everybody Okay. You making it? Okay, I know. Paul gets up there and preaches for Aaron, and he just offends me every time. Okay. All right, thank you. That's the other church down the road. I'm not talking about us. Not to put them down, but they have problems. Anyway, number five, here's the hardest one, and we're done. Two minutes and 37 seconds. Love is not delighting in evil, okay? Love is not delighting in evil. Are we delighting in evil? Are we doing the same things that they're doing out there in here? Are we doing in our home the same things that they're doing out there in their homes, right? We're called to be different. We're called to be other, okay? And this is a real big problem, okay? Because we, at some point, have made church, right? When people from out there come in here, we've kind of bought a lie that they want it to kind of be like out there. But that's not what people are looking for when they come in here to encounter Jesus, right? They're trying to come encounter actual, real love and actual, real compassion and actual, real empathy and real a way to live, right? Because people out there, 
they're lost. People apart from Christ are lost. They don't know which way to go. Do you remember being that way? They don't know. They don't have somewhere, something to follow. The reason why they come here is not for them to come here and be treated like they're treated out there. The reason why they come here is so that they get treated differently and someone authentically cares about them and wants, wants to help them, okay? So don't buy the lie. We're not going to buy the lie that everybody out there just wants it to be like out there in here because we're called to be different. But I want us to kind of start looking. Are our lives looking just like the lives that are out there? The people that we're called to go rescue? Is, let, I mean, let's start pulling up our Netflix. Let's start pulling up our playlists. Let's start looking at what, how we treat each other and how we talk to each other, what we read, what we watch. Are our lives just like everybody else? And we're expecting a different result? You know, that's called insanity, right? Are we expecting to be holy? And we're expecting to be uh, something that, that when we walk into heaven, it says, well done, good and faithful servant. And we don't want to do anything different than the world. We want to be just like the world. We want to treat everybody the same way. We want, to, we want to be angry. We want to, we want to gossip. We want to watch the, the filth. We want to be, Paul directly is talking about this when you, when you look into um, 1 Corinthians. He's like, you are wrapped up in sexual immorality. You want, to, you want to have messed up stuff just living in your marriage. You want to have messed up stuff living in your relationships. You want to watch whatever you want to watch, do whatever you want to do, drink whatever you want to drink, smoke whatever you want to smoke. You just want to be like everybody else, but then you want me to come and say, hey, how, how beautiful is my bride? And he says, man, my bride looks just like everybody else. And that's not what, I, what I'm looking for right? Those doors are going to split wide open in heaven and that bride's going to come down and it's going to be sanctified and it's going to be different and it's going to be set apart. It's going to be full of people who said, I'm not going to live like the world. I'm going to love differently. I'm going to be different. Evil and sin is a cold-blooded killer. They are killers. They will finish every time. You play with them, they will burn you down. Okay? And you can be like, you know what? I go to church and I follow Jesus. If you allow sin and evil into your life, it will eat your lunch. You understand? Okay? And so our church, our, the church, the body of Christ is here together holding hands saying, man, what do we need to get out of our life? What do we need to do differently? We cannot continue to live like the world and expect to be different. You guys okay? I'm preaching to myself as well. We're all in this together because, last, and the worship team can come, love takes out the trash. That's my job in my house. I'm a trap boy. I take that trash out like a champ. But that, chan- that trash gets like halfway full. I'm just like, put one more thing in there. I'm going to get that trash. Right? Why? And it's different. Man, when there's kids in the house, man, just weird stuff happens in the trash. Okay? I don't even want to know sometimes what's in that trash. 
But I don't need to be digging around and looking. I see some diapers and stuff in there, you know, when the kids were younger. What can I do? I can smell it. I know the diaper genie is full before I get near the diaper genie. In that right back there, guys? That diaper genie, like I know something's going down. I got a job to do and I can smell it down the hall. But love, people, if we got trash in our lives and we refuse to take it out and we don't want to listen to our friends who are help, trying to help us take it out, we just want to leave it in our house, guess what? It's going to keep stinking and it's going to keep rotting. And guess what this place smells like when we have sin in our life but we don't want to deal with, we want to live like the world, we want to smoke it up, we want to drink it up, we want to, we want to treat, treat each other like the world, we want to do the same things. You know what that smells like? It smells like stinky trash, okay? And when people walk in here, they're not thinking like, oh, you know what I like about this place? It smells like trash. It smells so much like trash. I'm so used to this trash over here. I love coming in here and just smelling all the trash, right? No, we got to get, we got to take the trash out. Read the book of James. It's the book of taking the trash out, right? Look in the mirror, sniff around, <laughs> If it smells like trash, take it out. Get it out of your life. I need to get it out of my life. You need to get So then this place gets aroma. It gets a sweet smell that's pleasing to God. Okay? So let's not live like the world. Let's do things differently. Okay? Questions to ask this week. Can others hear my love or just my voice? Can others hear my love or just my voice? Can others see my love for them, or is my love being spent on me? Do I just love myself and not others? As a church, are we leading with love? True love. Love is the greatest. It's the plane. Don't miss the plane. By the way, if you want to help take out the trash or help someone take out the trash and you don't do it with what? Love, then you're nothing. We should be loving each other and treating each other with love. And when we do that, we can accomplish anything. You can accomplish anything. Miracles can happen. The dead can come back to life. The smell can finally go away. And we can heal and we can get better because of love. Father, thank you so much for our time together today. Help us to treat each other as you treated us and you loved us when we were unlovely. Help us to deal with our unloveliness and to see it and to do something about it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.